Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of your questions. Questions can be sent to us at radioprogram at AOL.com. And uh, here I'm about to introduce the eponymous uh, co-host of this uh, podcast, the very uh, well-known Layla Mutant. Uh, after all, it is the... Q&A with Layla. So yes. it is the eponymous Layla. That's a, that's a kind of a, look up that word. That's kind of a cool word. Yes, the eponymous, the name, the nomer, the, okay. Right. You lend your name to the, you brand yes. the uh, podcast with your name. Okay. So um, many of you are very familiar with the format. You send questions to radio program at AOL.com. We answer them. Mm. Uh, what's, before we get to that, uh, what's new this week? Um the latest, uh, I guess it's the nutritional outrage of the week, if not the month, if not the year. Mm. Uh, Krispy Kreme <gasps> will give you a free donut every day of this year if you've been vaccinated. Wow. You heard this? This no. has been around. This is, this is like no. this is circulating around. And uh, huh. so it is truly a perverse incentive because Absolutely. Uh, we know that uh, cardiovascular disease and obesity <clears throat> and uh, you know, diabetes and uh, cancers related to metabolic syndrome yeah. uh, kill far more people than COVID-19, not to minimize COVID-19, because sure. but uh, on the list, it's about, you know, number, you know, eight or nine this year. Yeah. Uh, still more people are dying from strokes, heart attacks, uh, cancer, that some of which is preventable mm-hmm. by nutrition. Now, you know, it's not entirely a merit system, obviously. Yeah. But, um, wow. How about that? That's really something. <laughs> and, you know, a reward, and- a food reward. Everything that people are trying to get around, the biggest obstacle. Well, I need a treat. I've had a hard day. I've had a this, I've done that, I've whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it's always a food reward. Why must it be a food reward? Right. We took Why it, not? Mm-hmm. We will buy your favorite book at Barnes and Noble or somewhere. We took. Or, I remember when I was getting. We took your know. tonsils out so you can eat all the ice cream you want. Oh, and I did, and I ate all the right, ice cream because it's life. cooling and soft. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's it's a it's bad conditioning. Yeah. Because you know, 
even a rat, you know, will take an electric shock if they can get, you know, like more some, cocaine. Right, more cocaine. Wasn't there a, a or, study like or that? an Oreo? Or an Oreo? It, it's yeah. sort of like cocaine Oreo. Mm, I think Something's, I'd rather have the Oreo. Yes, <laughs> yes. Something right. sugar. We were just talking earlier about. We had a. Uh, a few new patients today, and one of them, we were just talking about how addictive sugar is. We thought cocaine was the most addictive uh, substance on the planet. It's not. It's sugar. Yeah. But the disappointment here hard. is that when you go to Krispy Kreme with your vaccination certificate, yeah. they just give you a glazed donut. They don't give you the real Krispy Kreme. Oh, man. That's a ripoff. What if I want the custard? That's a bait and switch. Yeah, no, exactly. That's that, extra. It's got to be. Oh, that's extra. And once you're there, you're probably going to spring for that, you know, oh. after you've had your... Yeah, kind of lousy okay. glazed donut, you know. Oh my gosh! And maybe they make the glazed donuts from the leftovers after uh, they've made the you know the custard uh, Krispy Kremes, <laughs> the eponymous Krispy Kremes. Yes, because their That's the name word is today the, is eponymous. Eponymous. Yes. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, let's get to questions, and I think we're going to start with a, with a comment. With actually. a comment, yeah. yes, that we got recently, and this comes from Nilly. Nilly, Mm -hmm. as a follower of Dr. Hoffman's, I must tell you that, and first of all, it's regarding a column you wrote recently, Dr. Hoffman, called, Which Vaccine Should I Take? Nilly says, as a follower of Dr. Hoffman's, I must tell you that I think that this is the dumbest column he has written. Not everyone wants the vaccine, but those of us who do want to be vaccinated have had a very difficult time accessing an appointment. Once you're lucky enough to get an appointment, you don't have a choice as to which vaccine you want. You take whatever they have available to give you. So writing a column about which vaccine you should take is beyond useless, not very intelligent medicine. Okay. Wow. Ouch. Millie, ouch. Yeah. Ouch. And so, you know, what I would say to that is that uh, this is a little bit in the realm of trolling. Mm, and trolling yeah. is uh, America's favorite uh, recreational sport. Yes. These days is that, um, you know, you, you kind of get a charge uh, in anonymity uh-huh. of uh, critiquing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, the, it's sometimes very self-same people who are not that productive in other realms can achieve some uh, brief notoriety or uh, a bit of a uh, surge of adrenaline yes. by uh, critiquing. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. These are things that they would never say to your face. Right. Yeah, right. Talk about adrenaline. Yeah, but, you know, because of social media, we have anonymity. Now, there's a name attached to this person, and we can track her down. We can send our agents over there, and we can, like... (laughs) (laughs) Our our, our Dr. Hoffman's... (laughs) The hit squad. The hit squad. Right, right. The Hoffman Center squad. So, so there is an element of uh, forthcomingness about this. But I will say that, in a way, this this is a point well taken. And I thought about it, and I said... You know, that is, there is a reasonable point buried in the slightly venomous, um, you know, uh, trolling nature of this comment is that when you go, when you are fortunate enough to get a shot. Yes. You basically, it's, yeah, roll up your sleeves. Like, which one am I getting? It's like, who cares? You're getting the shot. You're yeah. so lucky. You know, it's, they're just so. No, but wait, I want to know, is it the two for or the one for? Because the two for, I have to come back. Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson, yes. Johnson, and now AstraZeneca. So, yeah. but you know. Uh, in fact, we know that a lot of our patients and our listeners are asking about, you know, which vaccine. And in fact, uh, people do have some degree of choice. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, I had like one guy say, well, I have this thing, you know, where I, I, if I go up to 
uh, Binghamton, New York. They assigned me to Binghamton, New York. So I got to go all the way up yeah. there. I got a bus to get to, you know, and I can get the, the Moderna shot. I had but, an aunt that went all the way to Maryland from New York. She's right, 92. Right. People are doing yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, or I can go like right in my neighborhood. They will give me the, I don't know, I guess it was the Pfizer. You okay. Know? So, you know, and I was like, God, I didn't, and so I reflected on that. And that's why I wrote about in the article. Now, we really don't know. Essentially, whatever in the articles, we don't know which one yeah. will be more efficacious long term, which one will have the least side effects. It's like handicapping a race in the first furlong is the metaphor yeah. I used, um, because you never know which horse is going to pull out of the pack, which horse will stumble. Yes. You know, uh, it's early in the race to we'll see. Jump over a shadow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Horses get spooked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I and that I wrote about 10 days ago and it, mm-hmm. it it's. It hasn't changed. I mean, there are some concerns about AstraZeneca. Yes. But those concerns were allayed because they thought, you know, it's very rare that people get the blood clots with the AstraZeneca. It's caused yeah. a lot of European countries to suspend AstraZeneca either temporarily. Mm. Some Many countries have reinstated it. Cause, I think it was Ireland or something. Yeah, yeah. you know, and so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we don't know. And we're watching very carefully, you know, which which vaccines are causing side effects. I don't want to say yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, So the other thing, though, about it is... This is kind of an interesting thing. Hmm. I am a 60 year, 68 year old male, and uh, I haven't had the vaccine yet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying it's really hard to find a place to get. Well, it's getting easier. Yeah, you know, it's like you can. But this is. I'm wondering why. Uh, I am literally bombarded on email and via social media. Uh, you know, I like I buy bicycle clothes. You know, I'm, I'm a cyclist, so I get. Every day, I get like 10 offers to buy bicycle, like this new bib or this new uh-huh. jersey or these new fantastic gloves or these new shoes mm-hmm. or, you know. Copper uh, line, silver line. Right. Or, you know, uh, offers from the Yankee Stadium <laughs> is opened up to, uh, you know, and I'm, I, I go to a lot of baseball games. So they know, they know me. Yeah. They know my buying habits. Do they not know? This very fundamental fact about me is that I'm 68 years old and I've not received the vaccine. Nobody is, I mean, it's so easy. I can go onto any of those uh, emails yeah. and I can click <coughs> and my credit card is even stored. Yes. You know, so that I can instantaneous, have instantaneous gratification and buy whatever they're pitching. Yes. But with the vaccine, it's like, no, it has to be, I have to go out on the hustings. And on the internet and search for, now it's getting easier. Yeah. Frankly, they're coordinating this. Yeah. But, you know, why don't they hand it over to like retail, you know, like retail yeah. to like, here it's like, here's the vaccine. This is 14 different places where you can get it. Just click here to make your appointment. Make it, exactly. Re- reach out to the people mm-hmm. as opposed to saying to the people, you've got to initiate it. I That's wonder what why that is. I, I don't know. It's yeah. I, I think it has to do with the you nature. You would think it would be easier. The nature of government. Hmm. You know, it could be. It, it, government Dragging versus their feet. Pri- private enterprise Dragging and the way that feet. private enterprise. But this was a partnership yeah. between government and private enterprise. So I know, but it's it the drug companies yeah. stand to uh profit, you know, yes. some, but they're not turning it over to the drug companies. It's a government initiative. Yeah. So yeah. All I'm saying is, you know, this, look, that's not a, that's, for me, it's a slim pretext. But what about, you know, somebody who's like, you know, very elderly, debilitated, not uh, web savvy, mm-hmm. um, you know, is kind of on the fence about taking a vaccine anyway. Mm. Um, how do you reach those people? You don't. 
I mean, they're not reaching out. True. True. So, even the public service announcements, even the commercials that I see on television, I don't have cable, so they're not all, even on, you know, non-pay television, I'm seeing more public service announcements for wash your hands, maintain your but, distance. But that was even, like the same kind the, of thing but was, now that was like April 2020 is where they exactly. said that stuff, you know? Stay home. And it's like, wow, don't travel. are you just, re- don't travel. Don't travel. Those, those ads are still on the subway. Right. If you're at home with somebody over 65, don't travel. Well, uh, my elderly mother lives in the home downstairs from me. Wait, what should you, I not come to work? What are you doing in the office? Oh, my goodness. You yeah. know, I should just turn around, you know, first, you know, put on my three masks and get on the subway. Yeah. So, or something. And, and so they're, they're, the, mes- <laughs> the messaging, the messaging. The messaging is, is terrible. The messaging is uh, undermining confidence. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so. The, and and there's even more to the messaging, Dr. Hoffman. Yeah. I, I'm sure you've also seen that even though you get the vaccine, it's not insurance that you may not transmit COVID-19 or you won't right. still get COVID-19. Hopefully it won't be as severe should you get it, right. which is the point of the vaccine. But it doesn't mean you won't shed it to somebody else. That's what they say. So, so they everybody say, still has so to wear a mask. Nothing's changed. Every Everybody still has to maintain no, their social no, distance. What's in, changed? In fact, what they say yeah. is that you can now get together with other people who are vaccinated. Yes. You, okay. So my mother and her 92-year-old older sister can get together now. Okay. Along with her home attendant who right. would not come over until everybody was vaccinated. Her home attendant. The whole, it's not your mother who refused. No, my, the home attendant refused no, to be... Or, exactly, which belongs to my 92-year-old auntie. But yeah, the, it's a... It's a whole thing now with this particular demographic. Yeah. It's really something. Everybody's calling, I got it, I got it. Jumping up and down, doing, doing a jig of joy. When are we getting together? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, mom, you could go to the diner now if you yeah, want to. I know. Well, it's, I call it the ick factor. and It's going to take a long time to yeah. remove the stigma, the, the ick factor. Yeah. You know, it may take uh, a decade, mm-hmm. you know, or more. We have to see where this goes. Anyway, yeah. uh, enough gloomy speculation, and thank you for trolling. Uh, yeah, mildly trolling. Thank you for trolling. <laughs> Mild, thank you for trolling. <laughs> thank you for trolling. <laughs> uh, you know, look, I mean, there's there's a kernel of, of truth to that comment. Is mm. that you know, but I, I I I'm pretty sure that people found it interesting. You know that discussion because people yeah. are asking me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a real. It deal. will get to the point where people will have more options because mm-hmm. I think uh, it was just opened up to people over fifty now here in New yeah. York. So great. We have an email from Kim, and it was about a podcast I did recently mm-hmm. on nutrient depletions with certain drugs, and I talked about PPIs as one of them, proton pump inhibitors. Mm-hmm. For any of you with uh, who are taking Nexium or Prilosec, Omeprazole, those Asafex. Uh, all of that. I recently listened to Layla's podcast where she spoke about prescription drugs and nutrient depletion. Depletion. I underwent a Whipple procedure in January to remove tumors from my pancreas. Wow. The Whipple procedure. Very yeah. extensive procedure where they remove a lot of uh, internal organs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Well, Kim says the surgery was a su- success and I'm recovering. That's wonderful news, Kim. Wonderful. My oncologist slash, slash surgeon put me on pentoprazole 40 milligrams daily right. to prevent stomach ulcers yeah. that can occur yeah. after a Whipple. Now, because I have to you, stay on your, it for your, a year. Part of your stomach is removed in a Whipple. I see. Uh, so, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I have to stay on it for a year, she says. I'm nervous about the side effects, in particular bone loss, which I talked about mm -hmm. on podcast. What can I do to prevent broken bones from PPI use? If it's calcium supplements, what should I look for? Okay. Which is the most effective? What's your All recommended right. So dose? I got to say that, uh, uh, you know, and I have experience with this. I had a patient, very interesting uh, patient, uh, mm -hmm. a man who's in his, you know, 50s, who had a Whipple procedure for pancreatic cancer. And it seemed to have cured him of pancreatic cancer, remarkably. It was a very devastating cancer. Yeah. But he felt just absolutely devastated in terms of his well-being. Mm. Uh, he was having, you know, he's extremely weak, fatigued, felt awful. And mm. uh, I did a full, uh, I don't do this on everybody. On this patient, I did a complete nutritional panel. Mm -hmm. And I found that out of about, you know, a dozen things I checked, about, you know, eight or nine of them were low. Wow. Because a Whipple procedure causes malabsorption. It yes. takes out major parts of your digestive system, and it also takes out your digestive enzymes. Yeah. And so we uh, began supplementing him with digestive enzymes. We began giving him the nutrients that he needed. And it was the most remarkable turnaround I've ever seen. He came wow. back and he said, I am so energized. I'm so invigorated. I, you know, my whole... He was because, depleted. Yeah, because oh. what's the point? I mean, his life was saved, but he was left debilitated. Yeah. So quality I think, of life was I gotta say, I think that the being on that medication is the least of it when you have a Whipple. You need a really full, I mean, it sounds self-serving, but you need a full-blown nutritional evaluation. Because if you don't have digestive enzymes at your pancreas... And, and, and certain parts of your digestive system where the sites are specific to absorption ah, uh, yes. are, have been removed. Hmm. So you could see many, many deficiencies. Now... We know that uh, PPIs uh, interfere with absorption of several nutrients, yes. especially magnesium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that can leave you feeling really debilitated. Yeah. Magnesium, <clears throat> calcium. We know, we have seen patients who were taking PPIs for years, maybe even decades, and suddenly they're only, oh, what, 50, 55 years old with full-blown osteoporosis, yes. but severe yeah. osteoporosis. Right. So not just borderline, for and, example. And, and, and it's the B12 PPI. B12 can be low, too, and you can yes. experience fatigue and anemia and so on. Mm -hmm. So um, I wish there was a facile answer. Do you have, a, do you have a, a, like news that this person can use, or would you say they, they need a comprehensive they, evaluation? They need a comprehensive <clears throat> workup because, Kim, what we need to know is what you are deficient it, it, in. It's easier to answer the question if a person said, I'm on a PPI, I need to be on a PPI, what should I take? You could maybe address that. I would say definitely take a multi. Right. With a multi-mineral supplement, mm -hmm. take some vitamin D, mm -hmm. maybe take some fish oil, but, and start there. But what complicates it is the yeah. Whipple, which creates an even... You know, right. It, Digestive it, it enzymes. multiplies the potential for yeah. malabsorption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. So not only malabsorption, but the PPIs malabsorption. Yeah. It's almost like adding insult to injury, but, yeah. but thank God for the successful surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, Kim, that's great. Yep. Yeah. So... You need a workup. Yeah. You need a workup. And and it's appropriate to this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost like these patients are like gastric bypass patients because oh, this, is, yeah. this is like a gastric bypass. You know, a gastric bypass, and it's it's offered and it's for pushed. Weight loss. For weight loss, yeah. for even diabetes. Mm -hmm. Come on. It's pushed. I don't think they're being, I don't think people are fully informed of the side effects, right. you can become chronically anemic. Right. You could have devastating fatigue from that anemia and from those deficiencies, and it can happen years later, right. not just right after you had the, the surgery. 
And, and you're recovering from it. You know, so what they've done, you know, it's an expensive procedure, and it yeah. used to be an elective procedure. It's like, well, overweight is not, uh, you know, it's an aesthetic thing. So you right. want, like, the surgery, you know, you got to pay, what, the tens of thousands of dollars for the surgery. Yeah. Then they actually uh, were able to demonstrate that it improved people's blood sugar and yes. it reduced their cholesterol and all this good stuff. And so then they got it to be, it's medically necessary. Right. Well, it's medically necessary insurance covers it. But they've recently done a study, a reevaluation of that, which says that, unfortunately, people who've undergone gastric bypass do not necessarily live longer than people who've not undergone gastric mm-hmm. bypass. Mm. So what that means is that you may improve some parameters on blood tests, but you don't necessarily live longer, which is really the point of the whole thing. Right. Right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So it, That's it, interesting. And, and some patients are pretty uh, uncomfortable from the long-term side effects of that. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Um, so, anyway, Kim, thank you for that very, very thoughtful question. Continued good health to you. All right. Oh, we've got one from Jean. Dr. Hoffman, I just read your newsletter and excellent comments regarding vitamin supplements and COVID. And the next email I opened contained a link to this article, Vitamin B6 and COVID. I thought you would find it interesting. Vitamin B6 may help keep COVID-19 cytokine storms at bay. So, who would have thought? I I picked up on that and I actually shared that on uh, one of my radio programs Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So, this was very, very interesting. Yeah, we're talking about, uh, you know, obviously zinc and vitamin D and vitamin C and selenium as being immune-supportive things. But it turns out that certain of the B vitamins may actually have an immune... Uh, I won't even say modulating, modulating effect, modulating which effect. is B6. Uh, we tend to associate B6 with uh, mood you know, issues, but mm-hmm. it, it is so crucial to so many different processes in the body. Mm-hmm. that, ha- And so many people are depleted in B6, and certain medications interfere with B6. Ah, and B6 is known as an anti-thrombosis and anti-inflammation right. nutrient. So there we go. Yeah. Oh, we thank and a you deficiency. For your contribution there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Now remember that most of the B vitamins are water soluble and that includes B6, so you want to be taking a daily supplement. Mm-hmm. At the very least what's included in your multi. Yeah. So that would be a way to go. Gene, thank you for bringing this up. You know, I hope that some of the you know, these this information is making its way into intensive care and I, I believe it is to some extent is that they will replenish some of these, because these people can't eat. They're on ventilators. They need to be supported. Yeah. And some of these people are on ventilators for weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, it's it's very stressful, yes. uh, you know, being sick and being on a ventilator, and mechanically ventilated, and it's very depleting. And these people need nutritional support. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that that's part of the formula that gets people over the hump right. when they're very, very uh, challenged. Total parenteral nutrition. Yep. Those days. Okay. Back when I was a hospital dietitian. Oh, here's another COVID-related question. This is from Sue. What exactly does it mean when it says a vaccine is 95% effective? Does it mean that one in 20 will have no protection? Or does it mean that we all have a 5% chance of being infected? Well, that's a very thoughtful question. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I think it you have to look at the criterion in the study for effectiveness. That may be, uh, you know, hospitalization. 
that maybe you know maybe ninety five percent effective in reducing the need for hospital, or maybe ninety five percent effective in reducing the need for death, which is a yeah. different thing, or maybe ninety five percent effective in reducing s- severe COVID that may not require a ventilator but may require uh, hospitalization. So um, you know, I think the way these vaccines work. Mm-hmm. is they don't make it so no way, no how are you going to feel a thing if you get COVID. Right. Uh, it's, you know, it also doesn't speak to the issue whether you can be infectious with COVID, mm-hmm. although it's less likely you can be, you could you'd be an asymptomatic carrier yeah. when you have the vaccine. Probably you will not be as likely to spread it. But, you know, these are some of the unknowns. And the other thing I'll point out is that, uh, I've noticed a trend in drug approvals is that whatever drugs are approved for being 75%, rarely 95%, most drugs are like 50, 60% effective. Cancer drugs, even less. Cancer drugs are approved on the basis that you might get a response. Oh, boy. A response means the cancer will shrink, but you will eventually die. You may get some additional time. Um, That there's a tendency for the drugs to be approved based on studies that are more quote, effective than in the real world. Because mm-hmm. in the real world, you get you expose far more people to it. You also expose people who are sicker and might not have qualified for the studies, older people, because it's kind of hard to get 103-year-olds into studies. Sure. You know, like, <laughs> sign up for the study on the internet. You know, it's like, would you like to volunteer for the study? It's like... Is there a stipend? Because I ran out of my uh, pension. <laughs> uh, you know, right. You know, like, those people... Mm. Are, you know, ordinarily not in studies. And in yeah. the real world, they're there. And so we'll have to see. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, there's also gradation. There's some uh, information about, for example, the AstraZeneca study, mm-hmm. that it was pretty effective in the you know 70s for people under 65. But then there was not enough people in the original study to demonstrate its efficacy in over 65. So for a while, they had some countries like Germany for a while. Only approved it for under 65s. Oh. What was the point of that? It's the it's the over 65s are more vulnerable. So exactly. you're going to approve a vaccine for people who are not don't need it as much. Yes, it's bass backwards. But it was just an extrapolation. They said, well, if it's pretty effective in younger people, it's probably maybe a little less effective. Yes, older people should take it, but we don't know because we didn't test enough old old people. Yeah, with it. Yeah. So we can't really say for sure. But then they lifted that because they said. They don't have enough vaccine in Europe. The situation in Europe really is not good. Mm. Uh, you know, I've talked to people who have relatives in Europe, and they say that it's uh, they're locking down again for a fourth wave in, in certain countries, Germany, Italy, uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, they don't have enough vaccine. They ha- relied heavily on the AstraZeneca vaccine, which had production problems, and yes. there was some hesitancy about taking it because some people got blood clots. Yeah. And there's now, you know, uh, just not enough to go around, and there's some people who are skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it it there's the vaccine, the percentage of people who've been vaccinated in, in some of these countries is is still single digits. Mm. Big countries, Paris is locked down. Yeah, well, it's too bad. I guess nobody's reading the Great Barrington Declaration or anything. They're continuing to lock down no matter what. Which uh, I mean, faced with more cases, they think terrible. that's the, the response. But um, it's just cases. It's not people dying anymore as much. Well, it's it, more cases. The hospitals are, are filling up there. So, I mean, the truth lies somewhere in between. I, I don't think it's said mm. black and white. Um, 
Anyway, yeah. let's pause because we have to divide our podcast into two parts. And in part two, well, what are we going to take up? What are your pre-surgical and post-surgical protocols for supplements? Okay, we'll take that up in part two. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutin. It's her eponymous <laughs> Q&A with Layla podcast. And we'll be back with more. This is Intelligent Medicine.